Hey guys, how are you? Coach here. Man, I'm glad you took a couple of minutes to reconnect with me. I know I have been gone for a couple of weeks based on a YouTube series that I was doing that just did not lend itself at all to just audio. You had to see what I was doing in order to gain anything from it. And most of the time, the podcasts and the YouTube channel kind of correlate. You know, they're they're basically the same topic. And so I took a couple weeks off from the podcast and really, I think the design series from the job site really turned out slick. I, I, like the, I like the way it turned out, but that's not why we're here today. So let's get into this week's topic, shall we? You know, if you were to take a closer look, an in-depth look at most of the great accomplishments in history, and I'm speaking to positive, needed, and kind of, why didn't I think of that accomplishments? They mostly have one outstanding common thread in common. And that's what we're talking about today. Glad you could join. Let's get into this week's topic, shall we? Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So let's think of a few of those accomplishments off the top of my head. I'm sure you will have triple the amount, but it's just a couple that I thought about as I was scripting this week's episode out. But I'm sure you could come up with others. Also, maybe challenge some of the, the younger folk in the house asking, hey, what do you thinkers? And you'll be amazed to see younger people what they think is accomplishments versus some old codger like me, you know, that I think from history and other stuff, I look at it from a little different perspective. But let's think about it. How about something, something we so much take for granted? Just electricity or an indoor toilet, the wheel, the automobile that came from the wheel, record-breaking feats in sports. You know, I, I'm not gonna focus out on one particular sport, but some major eye-opening events that have taken place. Building huge, huge skyscraping buildings, you know, like the ones in Dubai and I think the, the Philippines. I think it's in the Philippines, that monster twin tower thingy. Something as simple as the shoe. From the medical perspective, what about a cure for some of the, the major debilitating diseases that we've had in the last 100, 150 years? And of course, of course, the most recent ones, like the cell phone and computers and the internet, and the list just goes on and on and on. What is the main claim to fame for all of these accomplishments and inventions? Well, just like the title of this week's episode, that's right. They were hard to come about and harder to earn and perfect and think of and invent. But usually, <laughs> usually it started with just one person who came up with the idea and reached a goal that no other human or group of humans had accomplished up to that point. 
as the old saying goes, when these things were created, the rest is history. If all these great accomplishments and inventions were easy, they would have been invented either much earlier on in time, or many people would have thought of it and created it much, much earlier. For example, if hitting a 90 plus mile an hour fastball was easy, don't you think there would be batting and home run records being broken year after year after year? Or certainly the records would have been toppled a lot quicker. But it's not. You know, uh, hitting a baseball, hitting a baseball pitch by a professional pitcher is uh, limited to probably one half of one half of one percent of the population. Or creating New York Central Park. Wouldn't many have answered that call? But no, just one person was up to the task at that point in time. Good old Mr. Olmsted. Now, on a more closer to home thought, why did people throw tens of thousands of dollars, and in one case, hundreds of thousands of dollars, to me, to landscape or re-landscape their personal property? Why do they do that? Because it is not an easy task. It really isn't. It takes a certain mindset to design it, you know, and some training and education that go along with all that designing capability, and yet a whole other mindset to do the hard work, to take it from what you see in the before picture to an after picture. But I have found many times the reason everyone does not do their own landscaping is from the lack of knowledge and skill set, period. Every time I would go on design consultations and stuff, I would hear, I don't know a petunia from a pansy, coach, and I don't know what looks good. I don't know anything about landscaping. I've never tried. It doesn't float my boat. We've saved money and we want to give it to you. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, that's, that's how I made a very good living for a while. I can remember a few jobs where my client would make the statement when I was doing something, like maybe uh, putting a valve assembly together, or planting a 15-gallon tree, or deciding how an irrigation zone will work its best depending on distance and gallons per minute and pounds per square inch of pressure. And I would hear that that's all you have to do? Like, like removing a concrete patio or putting, you know, putting that valve assembly together. All it takes is a little expertise, a little, sometimes a lot of experience, but like removing a concrete patio, yes, it is laborious. There's no doubt about it. So how can a layman, how can a layman turn it into something that's not quite so laborious? And it's all comes down to finding the right tool, finding the right tool and the right team to put it to work on a concentrated effort and watch that thing come right the heck out. For me, it was always about a 60 pound jackhammer cracking it and Kanga, my little mini skid steer, popping it up off the ground, provided that it did not have rebar or wire mesh in it. Then it became a little more laborious, there was no doubt about it. Oftentimes you had to cut it out or you had to bust it up into smaller pieces. There's, that's just the way it was. Now, if you have professionals in your area 
and those professionals were taught correctly, and that they're committed to a high standard of excellence, who take pride in their work and expect the same from their crew, those guys and gals, they make it look easy. And then again, there's the client standing by, that's all you have to do? Hmm? Yeah, that's all you have to do. That's it, but it is not. Tasks like demolition and trenching, digging, hauling, lifting, sweating your ass off, all take a toll on the professional and his or her crew. It will be the same for you as well. But, but, generations ago, this hard work is what bound people to their land, their, their property. They saw a hard-earned, tangible result from all that sweat equity and toil. You know, that is why in some places, ranches and farms are multi-generational, and some are hundreds of years old and still going. The pride these hard-working folks got from taking something from nothing and making it something is what it's all about. Half-assed was not an option. It was not in their vocabulary. It really wasn't because their livelihood or their lives kind of depended on it. How they built their house, how they gathered their water, how, they, how much wood they chopped and stored during the, the, the warmer months to prepare for the winters, what kind of animals they used, what kind of landscape they planted. You know, 150 years ago, landscaping in the suburbia or the wilderness really kind of surrounded sustainable landscaping, things that they could plant and later come back and harvest. They planted their corn, they planted their potatoes, they planted all these things. It really wasn't about ornamentation at that point because life was hard. Life was hard. Now, go to the urban big cities 150 years ago. You went to the New Yorks and the Chicago's and the St. Louis's and Atlanta's and whatever. Then all those farmers out in the suburbs would be bringing their, their product into town and where they were stored in stores and people bought their stuff. Much like it is today, but on a much simpler scale. Today, there's a sector of our society that has become too soft in my estimation too reliant on others to do everything for them. Self-reliance has really kind of become a lost art for many people. From simple things like fixing a faucet or ripping out an old broken up patio, it does not occur to them they could do it themselves, or at least most of it, because it's hard. I, I, I don't want to do it because it's hard. Well. You know, I, I guess there are always going to be those folks. There always will be. And those folks are the ones that uh, put food on my table and clothes on my back for many years. And I'm grateful for them. I really am. But now that I've kind of completed that phase of my life and I'm in kind of more of an educational mode, it seems that I'd like to teach people to kind of at least do some things on their own. And I don't mean pick up a garden hose and, and water a pot of pansies. I mean being able to look at the options that their landscape could give them, the improvements that they could attain, and actually take it on and do it themselves. You know, with, with modern rentable machines, like I mentioned earlier, like little skid steers and 60-pound jackhammers and stuff, 
those things make many landscape demolition tasks around the home can be done rather easily by one person and in quick order. DIY concepts around the home are a great, great teaching opportunity to your little ones as well. And a great way to spend quality time, even if it is a little bit of laborious labor. You know, there's that one-on-one -on -one supervision and you teach them how to do certain things. Those things stick in their heads, provided that the example remains consistent throughout all their childhood and formidable years. And that's, I, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, I used to love taking my kids out and they could help me mow the lawn or prune the citrus tree or wash the car or whatever instead of throwing an electronic babysitter in their hands or their lap and then go find the couch. And you give them those options, meanwhile, while you go hire Joe Schmo Coach to mow the grass, fix a faucet, paint a room, wash your car or whatever. You know, it just, it seems like things become a little too easy. And these are the same folks that, hey, if hardships come, if hardships come their way, they oftentimes have a really, really hard time adapting and adjusting. They, they're not sure what to do. What do you mean the stores are out of toilet paper? You know, what, how am I possibly ever going to survive? What do you mean Starbucks is closed because of COVID? How in the heck am I going to get my coffee? Anyway, in this day and age, we have car washes to wash our car. When if you took a little time, got your kids off the couch and did it together, hey, pretty good. That teaching moment lasts forever. And then you can spend more quality time because they came out and helped you and stuff. You can jump on your bikes and, and ride a few blocks or go wherever you need to go and go have some frozen yogurt or something together and, and talk about whatever. It's quality time. Quality time that really helps a family unit in this day and age with so many, so many things tugging at the very fabric of family. On this channel and my YouTube channel, I try really hard to convey that self-reliance message. Personally, from a personal standpoint, I had a father who was pretty good at carpentry and building. You know, he built the home I was raised in, plus a barn and house additions. But the whole thing was, is he never shared it. <laughs> he never taught my brother and I ever how to do those kinds of things. We were both kind of on our own to learn what I needed to learn in order to be in construction. And I never was a, a house builder by any means. No, I, I never built a house, but I sure repaired and added on. And I can remember when I had a, uh, a bathroom implode on me with a shower pan that was not doing what it was supposed to do and started leaking and mold. And I had to tear out a master bathroom and a second bathroom and I redid it myself. And hey, you know, thank goodness for friends. Thank goodness for books and internet and stuff because I had two contractors turn me down. They didn't want to get involved in it. So I was kind of left up to, guess you're on your own, brother. And rather than uh, curl up in the fetal position and start sucking my thumb, I dug into it. And after about, I'd say it was about six weeks, six to six to seven weeks worth of working after work, working on the weekends, working before going to work and doing all the things I had to do. It turned out okay, it really did. I was, I was very, very proud of it. Matter of fact, I brought one of those contractors over and they said, hey, 
not bad. So it, it's not it's not puffing out my chest or anything, but I was faced with a situation, you know, that I had water damage, I had insurance claims, and I had to get this thing done. And then there were permits and all kinds of stuff. But yes, if it were easy, everybody, everybody would do it. If you take the uh, the finite amount of people who are making their living in professional sports, those fantastic professionals on the cutting edge of medical technology and medical procedures, you know, that are, I mean, my gosh, you have transplants and things now that are almost commonplace. And yet 40 or 50 years ago, it was cutting edge. It was really like stepping way out on that medical diving board. What do you mean you're gonna do a heart transplant? How can you take a heart? And yet now they're done pretty easily. But those who are dedicated to getting things done on their own, saving a buck or two while they're doing it, and setting an example and taking pride in who they are and what they have accomplished is really being kicked to the curb in many, many ways. There will always be those who will not lift a shovel, not dig a trench, not fix a broken sprinkler. And to those folks, I say, okay, so be it. I don't hold them in judgment. It is just who they are and who they choose to be. But do they have the potential to be more self-reliant? Absolutely. Do they have the potential to learn so they could go do things, maybe baby steps at first and grow? Absolutely. And in that growth, will it be hard? You're damn right. Sometimes it will be. Growth can be hard. There will also be those folks who will answer the call and have the skill set to fix the broken, fix and dig up whatever, build the needed, etc. You know, the, the trade skills are always desperate, desperate for good quality, great work ethic people. And man, right now, right now, those companies building things, fixing things are always on the lookout and advertising. If you ever want to find a job and find it fast, teach yourself a little bit and go change a career. Yes, if it were easy, everyone, everyone would do it. That's what I have for you guys this week. I'm glad to be back. Go over and check out the YouTube channel and the plant of the week. As always, the website's over there for the book and the course and the free 15-step giveaway. Don't forget that. I love being back. I love being able to talk to you guys. It's not always easy sitting in this chair and talking to the world, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Am I right? Guys, take care. As always, to your landscape success, I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.